another topic I looked up that we are not going to do in this podcast run and, and it sort of feeds nicely into this is the Marlborough Cup a, a tournament that actually happened I think it's about eight years just after which would have featured the League of Ireland uh, 11 versus Mexico's club Universidad de Guadalajara uh, also Guatemala and El Salvador um, and League of Ireland lost in the third place playoff to El Salvador so in a way it sort of works around to what we're going to talk about here uh, which is the League of Ireland 11 playing pretty much an even bigger game than probably the biggest ever game they would have ever played. Probably, yeah. Playing an Argentina side with a 19-year-old Diego Maradona containing four players who'd won the World Cup two years previously, playing in the very stadium that World Cup was played in. Yeah. On a pitch strewn with ticker tape. <laughs> The piece we're going to be talking today, as you mentioned, Ticker Tape, is called Ticker Tape and Argentinian Steak. Oh, I'm delighted to say the author of that piece, Macdara Ferris, who's been in already with us through a number of these, is joining us. That piece written for Poe McGall Macdara. So let's have a chat about that. It's a really, really good piece. Um, as I said, probably the most notable game for the League of Ireland 11 when you consider through their history, you go back across the countless uh, well, I don't know. The, the, the month previously, they played a Scottish football eleven in Dalymount Park in front of five thousand fans. No, <laughs> no. Whereas this was been played in the seventy-five thousand capacity Monumental Stadium. I think uh, the the game the ground was pretty much close to capacity uh, that day. The Argentina were just getting ready to come to play on a European tour where they played England and Wembley. And also played a Lansdowne Road against a full Ireland eleven. You know what my mistake is here, and and I'm going to come straight out in a minute. Go on. When I first read your piece, I thought League of Ireland eleven going on a European tour. That's pretty good for them. <laughs> Argentina yeah, is in Europe. Yeah, European yeah, tour, yeah. of course. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it's it's it is one of those you consider because there's a lot of we mentioned League of Ireland eleven. I think quite a bit in these podcasts in terms of a lot of the European ones where maybe it's a good way to count where the league was at that time. So if you go back to the Busby Babes when we talked, they were due a bit of respect because it actually drawn with the Football League and it would have featured you know, some of these players and some of that players. It hardly really enters into this because really we have to talk about that Argentina. You mentioned at the, at the top of the show, four World Cup winners in that Argentina team. I'm not sure a League of Ireland team or a League of Ireland 11 has ever faced such an illustrious group of players. Well, I spoke to Liam Buckley for for the piece, and and because uh, and, and Terry Everson as well. So so, before he was Coach Buckley, uh, he this was when uh, Liam Buckley was a striker, Chamber Cover. So he he said it doesn't get any bigger than playing the World Champions. So he talked about it being it was a full house and the place was jammers. There was this ticker stake stuff. It was just like we'd seen on the TV for the nineteen seventy eight World Cup final, and all of a sudden we were playing there in that stadium. Uh, it was one of the most moving moments of my career to hear our national anthem through all that noise before kickoff. It was a bunch of us lads from our league playing their national team. It was a very proud moment for all of us. And and uh, yeah, like the, the you know the documentary recently was the mm. the Bows and and Pat's team that came together to play in in, in Libya, Libya, which was Kevin Brannigan's documentary, I think, which was which was really good as well. But yeah, there, there's been a number of kind of these 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 trips. This one seemed to have a little bit more professionalism about it. In that, well, there wasn't a mad dash to the airport there wasn't money paid in the wrong currency if you've not seen Kevin Brannigan's documentary I would, I would advise uh, you, go, you go and watch that but um, in league with Gaddafi I should say it's called but this one looks like it had a, a little bit of professionalism about it 
it sounds like they had a bloody great time. Well, they were also trying to make a bit of money, I think. Yeah, so, uh, as is the want. With yeah, the Louis Kilcoyne, um, the man who sold Lemonar Park for, out from uh, the Shamrock Rovers fans, he was the one that organised the, the trip. And actually, right. um, he got Jim McLaughlin, who was Dundalk boss at the time, to be manager for personal reasons. McLaughlin stood aside and actually uh, Owen Hand came in to... Um, to manage the team and it was a but he, he would have been Limerick at the time yeah he would have been Limerick okay. so the players like you know Dermot Keeley were involved like it was a really it was a you know it was a really good side that was was, mm. was pulled together just for the tour and the first game was against Argentina but then they played a number of other games against some of the um, kind of domestic domestic sides but we, we had a look at the, the footage there this about nearly three minutes of footage on mm. AP, uh, an AP video I've that never you'll come see. across it I have to say yeah, all my on, years scrabbling around on YouTube and it's great fun to watch the pitch is awfully sticky but it's just I mean, sticky's, sticky's generous I mean we've talked about cabbage patch pitches when when Johnny Giles was in the League of Ireland it's, it's rag order which no, would, which would have suited the League of Ireland players, I thought going yeah. across. No bother to Maradona though. No. He, he he a couple like at one stage the ball gets stuck in the mud and he still comes away yeah. with it. But it is it's those iconic jerseys. It's the it looks like the nineteen seventy eight. As uh, you said, there's ticker tape everywhere. Yeah. There's there's fans. Uh, you know, you know, it's, it's lined out enough. It's not an empty stadium by any means. No. Um, and and there is a right old atmosphere around it. Just as you're watching. Obviously, when you're watching it back, it has a historic feel. But just as you're watching Maradona, 19-year-old, sort of absolutely blazed through. It doesn't matter who these players are. He's just blazing right around the park. The ball, as you said, doesn't matter which way the ball is going. It's about to bobble away from half the time. It just looked like it magnetically just comes back to him, you know? And, like, two years previously, it was a bit controversial. He was left out of the, the World Cup squad. So, um, he in that season, he'd scored 12 goals in the first 12 weeks for Argentina. Argentinos Juniors which was mm. his team he'd go on to score 43 goals in 45 games that season before the move to he, um, he would have been Europe. say right you're saying he was left out controversial he'd have been 17 yeah yeah right because the 78 World Cup is the team we're talking about so yeah 19 at this point yeah yeah Unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely so, so unbelievable. just to 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 see him play against, you know, uh, as Liam Buckley said, a, a, a team of our lads from from yeah. our league, you know. Yeah, absolutely. As you say that, Pat Nolan, another Limerick man. Coming up, a few of them coming up in this. Delight with that. Pat Nolan, uh, a piece in the forty-two where they say that he essentially uh, played for the shirt of Maradona's back. Realistically, you know what I mean. He was man marking him that day. He he says he didn't get a kick. He says he says it in that piece. The lads will tell you I didn't get a kick, but I got Maradona's jersey at the end, which is, I mean, that's that's the dream, isn't it? Having a shit game against Maradona. <laughs> Well, you can look at the so the, uh, just to say the result in the game. Argentina only won it one nil. Yeah, we didn't Maradona, even say that. Yeah, yeah, Maradona got the goal, but it, uh, there's a couple of like slow passes, and he kind of he's ambling along, and then suddenly he just goes. Mm. Nolan loses him. <laughs> Let's <laughs> just say I know. Should've yeah, stuck with him. I guarantee you, anyone watching that at the time would have done that. Stick with him. I it's know. Like, Try and stick with him. He's the greatest ever player there's ever been. And Bang puts it into the, the top corner. You say the... Bang, but even there's a couple of lovely touches oh. between then. It's it's sort of, it's not even central. It's like... That's wide. It's wide yeah. left and yeah. he managed to hammer it near post. Now, can we criticise uh, the goalkeeper, who uh, Alan Patterson? Because according to the match report, he made some cracking saves. But for me, for me, McDara, near post, you've got to be saving them. That old... That old trope I'm going to throw in there. It's a great goal. 
Yeah, I think if I don't think he can blame him. If Alan O'Neill had been a goal, who was he'd been originally selected to to play in the um, to go on the trip, but his his wife was expecting, so he wasn't allowed to go on a three week tour. You know, so I'm I'm not being funny. How haunting must that be? Knowing what Maradona went on, there must be a little bit of like, you know. Just a little bit of like I'm I'm impressed with Alan O'Neill. Like you 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 now get paternity leave and you know you'll yeah. have sometimes player you know team news player unavailable because you know the wife is expecting him. Here he was you know he gave up a chance to Dad Dad weren't you nearly part of that team? <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. No point in talking about it to you. I went down to the bakery down in Kerry. There was a family bakery. John the Baker. Yeah, yeah, not Pat the Baker. John the Baker. And I ran a bakery for a couple of years. So Are you any good? I didn't bake. I'll tell you, some of the best principles I've learned came from running that bakery. I remember going down the first week, there was £100,000 owed to the sheriff. And the health inspector was in within two weeks saying he was going to close the place. So I told the health inspector if he wanted to lose 40 jobs in Kerry, that was his business. He lived in Kerry. I think it was a bit ballsy, maybe, you know. And the sheriff, I wrote 10 post-data checks out for, for a year, 10 grand a month. And thankfully, they all cleared. The one thing I've learned, like we built the stadium, the Viva Stadium, when I, when I got involved with the FAI. I think the same business principles apply to any business. So I didn't know how to build a stadium. I didn't know effectively how to run a pub. I knew the other side of the pub like any young lad. Pat Nolan, there's some, some great quotes. I should just give another reference to that 42.e piece. Uh, apart from your own great piece, Mike Dyer, it, it was a back-to-the-walls performance, he said, uh, but we got an unbelievable result, all things considered. They went to Dublin the following week and beat the Republic 1-0 in Lansdowne. Maradona was just exceptional. Even then, you could see it. And as you said, you watch the three minutes of footage. It's just so obvious. It's, it's, I can't imagine there's ever been a League of Ireland player that's had to face a tougher opponent. Uh, pro- well... Bowes played against Zidane maybe earlier in his career, but yeah, like you're, yeah, no. Well, Michael Cox will say no to that one. <laughs> uh, I can tell you that much. Um, given a couple, a couple of little facts that I, I really loved about your piece as well, um, really, really made this quite historic in a way for Argentina as well, which is nice because if you, again, you funnily enough, you go through Argentina's history, you find a little bit of Irish dotted in there in their football history right throughout. You go to Jonathan Wilson's old. Uh, you know encyclopedia on Argentinian football and there's sort of little Irish companies that end up founding football clubs along the way and part of this one is stand out because uh, as you wrote in the piece it was essentially shown on the news the next day and that was the first day of full color full color television transmission in Argentina which means they got to see uh, Boco and that that beautiful mane in all its glory in the O'Neill's kit with the the big crest with the shamrocks on it you know, oh yeah, you're welcome, classic. Argentina. Yeah, don't mind the the classic blue and white <laughs> also, striped Argentina kit with the black <laughs> with the black shorts. We're talking about the classic Ireland kit there. You know? Another really excellent fact that came out of this I really liked was um, the hotel that they stayed in was the same hotel that BB King was staying in. Yeah, BB <laughs> King was on tour, so <laughs> that's great. I love it. Real party hotel, the Irish and BB King. Although to be fair, I was going to make a sort of piss up joke. It doesn't actually sound like it was that way at all. It sounded like it was taken fairly professionally. Oh well, I think they 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 trained hard. Like yeah. this was they you know you could play, probably tell in that game. You know? Yeah. So but that so that was the that was the first game of the tour. They then went on to play a couple of other games. So they played a, a side called Club 
Cipolletti. Um, they lost the first game, but the, the second game was, uh, Terry Everson described it. It was a game in, in Rio Negro. He described it as a dogfight. It was South American football <laughs> at its roughest and dirtiest. So Liam Buckley well, got well, sent we, off. We, we, we hadn't seen what happened last year in the, uh, the, the big final. Yeah, the maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe maybe we got to change that. But. So, uh, Liam Buckley said he couldn't remember getting another red card in his career. So, they've been kicking us all over the place. One fella tackled me and, and gave me a punch when oh. we were on the ground. I gave him one back, but unfortunately, the referee was standing over <laughs> me and he sent me off. So, yeah. Oh, Bucko, no. We wouldn't get that from Coach Buckley now. No, Just no. a calm head. Um, yeah, the, the rest of the tour then went, went relatively well, bar the, the scrappiness. It sounds like the, all in all, it was a. Good bit of uh, good bit of dollar and a couple of good games. Yeah, they they flew down to Patagonia and they played couple a couple of, good of games as well. Yeah, well, excellent stakes. They played Neil's Old Boys classic, uh, oh, yeah. classic name Messi's, team. Messi's first team, I think so. Yeah, then yeah, Rosario Rosario Central, and mm. then it kind of petered out towards the end because, uh, like, when I was doing the kind of research on it, there was the the list of fixtures that they were intending to do, which didn't actually reflect what they did in the end, and that they stayed on for. Uh, additional time but a number of players kind of went extra time extra time yeah exactly yeah um actually went home so the likes of terry everson had taken time off work um derma keely was the same so they actually uh flew home right. and they missed the, the the final games but um like th- there was a number of these types of 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 tours that happened at the time and like they played they then uh, an Irish side then played a full Ireland side played in in Argentina um, a couple of years later. There's a really good RT radio documentary this year about that because, um, sorry, they they travelled through Argentina mm. to play Brazil, uh, losing six nil. Um, travelling through Argentina when a number of the Irish players just had British passports. Um, Britain were at war <laughs> with Argentina at the time, so that's actually. Uh, another uh, interesting tour if you wanted muddy to waters look, look right that one there. up as well um let's let's just before we we wrap up let's talk a little bit about the sort of league of ireland 11 i suppose the team at the time shows that the league was was in pretty good stead i mean you mentioned buckley and uh a couple of others there who you interviewed but it sounds like it was a solid enough team like it was a best of League of Ireland kind of squad, like, and it was drawn from across the league. Uh, the, the likes of Tommy McConville, Martin Lawler, were with Dundalk, um, John Minnock, Finn Harps, Terry ah, Evans, and with, with both. John Minnock features again after. I hope he had a, a, no penalties this time, I hope. No. Poor old John. Well, there was a penalty shootout later on. Um, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> let's, not, let's, let's just focus on the rest of the squad. It sounds like some serious history in a lot of these players which is it kind of makes me wonder sometimes with the I mean the last time we would have seen the League of Ireland 11 would have been in 2011 they'd have played Celtic in the Aviva and these games have sort of you know they've played Man United they've played Celtic they've played Man United they've played Celtic it feels like that over the last couple of years and they haven't really gone away in any capacity like that maybe that's that there's less financial incentive for something I, like I, that now I think the European games have just become so important um, and trying to fit the likes of a League of Ireland eleven selection into the season, uh, I think just becomes a bit more difficult. But certainly, it was something that that Liam Buckley talked about. He said he'd love to see the, the, it be resurrected. You know, if you I'm pick the best yeah. team from Dundalk, Cork, Sligo, Bows, Pats, and Rovers, you get a team that would do really well. Mm. You know, it gives more profile to the league. But um, you know, he he the talked generous about including Sligo in there. Well, he is Sligo manager. I, know, I feel it's a little bit self-aggrandised on his part to 
I don't know, like Sligo are not making... Well, no, no. This night slagged them off enough talking uh, yeah, about the yeah. 1978 <laughs> FAL Cup final. I'm, 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 I'm going to give them a break this time. I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the last, you know, the most recent away Well, the, 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 inf- the infamous 7-1 friendly against Manchester United yeah, is one that... Yeah, well, that's probably what killed it in a well, way. But, and, and that night, there was no... There wouldn't have been any Bohemians players because they were playing... I'm going to mention TNS... Uh, Meanwhile, Shamrock Rovers are playing Juventus, but I think that's that's the you know wh- where do you fit that type of mm, fixture? fixture in but now, yeah. do you have a uh, you know at the end of a season would you do something like that? Well, we had the, the United Co- Union Cup. Can we not just bid that off or the Tunnocks? The t- I'm a big fan of Tunnocks products personally myself, and I and I any Tunnocks people listening who want to sponsor the show, I'm more than happy to to talk about this all day, but there's surely been off a couple of those competitions get the League of Ireland back because as I said looking at the last away trip Leckwith a small village in, in the Vale of Glamorgan in, in Cardiff come on we want to be getting back over to, well, Mike, to Argentina we want to get back put, over to River Plate I'd be putting my media accreditation request in for that away for trip for that anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no not Leckwith no we're talking South America actually.